So you can take your Bibles. You're going to book, be in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, 2 Timothy, chapter 3. And we will be reading verses 1 through 7, responsively. I'll read the odd verses, you'll read the even verses with me. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, and let's begin. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And let's pray. Lord, I do thank you so much, God, that we have the truth. Uh, Lord, I didn't do anything to deserve the truth, but I thank you, Lord, that you um, gave me salvation. You've given me the upbringing that I have, Lord, and you've given us the truth here. Thank you, Lord, that we all have our Bibles and we're able to learn from the truths of the Bible and, Lord, be able to apply them to our life. Thank you so much for that. I ask you, please bless us tonight. Would you be with our pastor? Give him wisdom. Help us to listen. Help us to learn something. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Keep your Bibles open there to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to come back to it in a moment, but let me just give you a little introduction. My whole life is spent around church. Uh, I grew up in church. I've been going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for most of my life. Uh, I wasn't a church mouse. I was a church rat. Uh, I've heard so many sermons. I... I honestly cannot count how many tens of thousands of sermons I've heard in my life. And I, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, I listen to preaching still. Uh, I listen to the old preachers, the ones that are dead. Most of them are dead. Uh, you say, why? They got me where I'm at. They're going to take me where I'm going. And uh, I have no problem with that. Uh, but it amazes me how intrigued we are about uh, the end times. Uh, now, I'm going to make some statements here that uh, hopefully it will help you. I've heard a lot of sermons. I've heard that the Antichrist was going to be here, uh, Kissinger. Then it was Barack Obama. It's not. It's not. It's not Biden. No, no. He's the. He's a false prophet. He's not. He's not smart enough to be the Antichrist. Uh, we know it's not Biden because he couldn't remember who he was. But uh, I've, I've heard everything from uh, the Masons to the Trilateral Commissioner running the country. Uh, I've heard all kinds of things growing up. Trust me. Uh, we look hard, and I hate to say it this way, unfortunately, most Christians look harder for the unknown instead of the known. We look to see what God did not say instead of look to see what God did say. We're more interested in what God didn't make clear than we are obeying what God made clear. 
I learned a long time ago, if I'll just obey what God made clear, what's unclear will clear itself up eventually. Let me ask you a question. Who cares who the Antichrist will be? We're not going to be here. If you're saved, why do you care? Well, how are they going to do the mark of the beast? Uh, It's going to be in the forehead or the hand. Well, what is it? I don't know and I don't need it because I'll be in heaven. Uh, You can tell me after seven years of tribulation. Amen. Uh, I, I don't worry about it. We're so, look so much to future events that we ignore what's going on now. We are so focused on what will be that we're not doing anything in the present. You see, I know we're closer to the end times than we were 40 years ago because we're 40 years closer. Everybody doing okay? Every tick of the clock gets us closer. You say, well, it can't get much worse. Well, God said when it is in the days of Noah or in the days of Lot, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. It's been worse than this on the earth two times in history. It's not so bad that the Lord's coming back yet. I sat in Brother Hiles' office one evening. It was a Saturday night, uh, twice a month we would meet in Saturday evening in his office as a church staff, uh, the male church staff. There was about nine assistant pastors and uh, leaders from about two or three other little uh, entities that didn't really fit in any of the other major uh, parts of the ministry there. There would be about a dozen or so of us men in a room sitting around by the house conference table in office and uh, we would sit there sometimes two, three hours working through the business of the church and questions and this, that, and the other thing, just uh, keeping things moving the way it should. In one of those Saturday night staff meetings, he got very sober for a moment, and he said, fellas, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I don't believe I'll live long enough to see the rapture. He said, but Brother John... He said, you're getting old like me. He said, I doubt you will. He said, I think every other man in this room is young enough that you'll see the rapture. That was about 24 years ago. Uh, I thought, well, I've heard preachers say that for the last 24 years. After 24 years, I think he's getting pretty close. You see, I believe more than ever we're closer than we've ever been. But I'm not giving up until he does come. For 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 lists how the world will be in the end days. Now, listen to me very carefully here. This is prior to the rapture. This isn't during the tribulation. This is before he comes back. At the rapture. And as we read, by the way, we don't have to worry about the tribulation and stuff. We're out of here. You don't have anything to worry about. You say, well, are we going to have to? No, we're not going to have to face the mark of the beast. That's part of the one world government under the Antichrist. We're out of here before he takes, takes over. But I will tell you this, there has to be global collapse financially for there to be a one, one world government. Japan just lost, this week lost its stature as the third largest economy in the world. 
America lost her credit rating because of being $36 trillion in debt. We're getting closer and closer. Let me read some verses to you and we'll stop a little bit along the way and look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 again. And This no, and I want you to notice something. He said this no. In other words, he wants us to understand this. He wants us to pay attention. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. The word perilous, that means dangerous. It uh, means violent. Boy, do we live in a violent world. Look at the violence that takes place all around us. This know that also in the last days, perilous or violent days, furious, dangerous, violent days will come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. We live in a selfish world. You doubt me? Pull up to a four-way stop and find out how selfish people really are. Me first, me first, me first. Go to Walmart and have to check yourself out and see how many times you get pushed around before you can find a place to do their job for you. Uh, everything is about me, mine. How much can I get? People are so selfish today. Then it says boasters uh, or lovers of their own selves, uh, covetous. That, that means you're wanting what everybody else has. And then you have a government that says if somebody doesn't have it, we'll take it away from you and give it to them. Good night. Covetous, boasters, proud, that's arrogance. Sports heroes. Did you know there was a day when sports heroes were worth emulating? Now, they're not worth shooting. They're not. Well, I know one that talked about God. Yeah, most of them do, but not using the same language. <laughs> if you knew how immoral most of the professional athletes are, you'd never watch professional sports again. And it's, it's amazing how, how vile they are. Covetous, boasters, proud. Have you ever heard the term gay pride? Rainbow with the word pride. Proud. They're proud of their filth. I'm going to make a statement, and I don't care if it hair lips every dog in town. I am sick and tired of the public school system saying you can't legislate morality. They can legislate immorality and it's okay. But to tell somebody what is decent and what is right is wrong, they're full of garbage. That was the nicest thing I could say. Look how proud everybody is. Arrogant. Look at me. Look at my position. Used to be, secretary was a good position. Now you have to be an administrative assistant. Why? Pride. Pride. 
Uh, used to be janitor was a was a was a respectable job. Now you have to be a sanitation engineer. They don't call janitors janitors anymore. They're sanitation engineers. I'd hate to find out what they call a garbage man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're not allowed to use the words Ellen calls them. Amen. Now, uh, proud. Next, blasphemers. This is the anti-God, anti-Christianity people. Uh, I'm, I'm fixing to say something. I'm going on record and I don't give a rip. I believe in supporting Israel. The Hebrews are God's chosen people. And every Muslim that says death to America and Israel, they put us together. There's a reason they put us together. One is because they're God's chosen people. The other is because we are a Christian nation still barely on life support, but we still are. Amen. And we're for freedom to propagate the right gospel, not their filth. Amen. Well, I say this, death to bad doctrine. Uh, isn't it amazing we're supposed to tolerate what everybody believes except Christianity? Well, I hate to tell you something. They're not shutting me up. They could put me in jail, but I'm going to preach in the jail. <coughs> Amen, Brother Juan? Now, wait a minute. You say, preacher, is that coming? I have no idea, but I don't give a rip. Blasphemers. Isn't it amazing how they use God's name in vain on television and in the news and in sports and everything else anymore? There was a day when you never heard cursing on television. In the 1950s, when Clark Gable, at the end of, what was the name of that? Uh, yeah, Gone with the Wind. Uh, anyway, when he said to Scarlett, I don't give a Aswan or Hoover or one of those uh, places, uh, that you know that was the first curse word ever on television or in a movie and look where we've come everybody doing okay disobedient to parents I have never seen such a disrespectful generation as what's coming up and we are training them in our public school systems to go change who they are, what they are, without their parents knowing. That's wicked as Hades itself. Unthankful. Good night. If I go somewhere and, the, and there's a lady coming, I'll hold the door open for them. You'd be surprised how many times... And I, I, I'm appreciative of ladies that understand being a lady. But every once in a while, I can hold it myself. And I'll say, ma'am, I'm a gentleman. I'll hold it for you, too. Well, I can do it myself. I said, ma'am, I'm a gentleman. I'll hold it myself. You go first. Well, I just, I said, I didn't care. 
I can stand here all day. You won't outlast me. I said, I can be a gentleman whether you can be a lady or not. I said that one day and <laughs> off she went. Say, did that bother you? No, but I sure did want to put a size eight and a half somewhere. I listened to the Holy Spirit and did not, but I can't tell you that my flesh wasn't willing. Amen? Uh, unthankful. It's amazing how many people don't know how to say thank you. We expect it. When's the last time you got paid and you thanked your boss for your paycheck? Well, I, I, I work for it. Yeah, but you ought to thank them that they hired you. Amen. When's the last time you actually thanked your boss for your paycheck? Everybody doing all right? Man, it's getting quiet in here. We got that coon in the tree. Arr! Anyway, uh, truce breakers. I'm sorry, I missed one here. I missed several of them. Unholy. <laughs> I don't have to go very far with that one. What an unholy generation we have. Even in churches. When 60% of the Catholic priests in our country are alcoholics. Unholy. I don't even agree with their doctrine, but how could you go to a church listening to a man that's probably half crocked and think that you're doing something spiritual? Everybody doing all right? I grew up in... East, northeast Ohio. My dad tells stories. Everybody at the shop would go go to the bar and meet up with Father Mike. He was the biggest drinker at the bar. They sure loved him. Died of cirrhosis of the liver. A priest. <laughs> it's going to be a cold day where the booker man lives for that happens to me. Everybody doing all right? Without natural affection. Of course, you got the alphabet soup crowd. That's not natural affection. Amen. Any man that lusts after another man's hairy legs ain't, ain't right. <laughs> if that don't make you want to vomit, then something's wrong with you. We'll take you out back and take care of that. Amen? Help us, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish you could see y'all's faces right now. <laughs> it's worth it. Hey, uh, that's not natural. By the way, parents wanting to give up their children so they can do drugs and do whatever they want to do is not natural either. A lady who will do drugs and have baby after baby that's addicted to crack and heroin and other things, that's not natural affection. Truce breakers. That's called politicians. It's called people that won't keep their word. It's you that won't pay your bills and won't pay your taxes. That's the government that won't pay their bills and their taxes. Everybody doing okay? False accusers. You could put beside that the United States media. If you believe what the news says, you're in trouble. I was looking through my, I think it was one of my grandmother's Bibles the other day. It's on the shelf in my office. Found a newspaper article from back in the 1950s. It was announcing births and baby showers and 
And then there was a news article about something very good, and I thought, you know, you wouldn't find that in the press today. Usually the front, front whole section's about crime and murder and uh, car crashes and uh, who, who robbed this person, who robbed that person, who held this person up with a gun or a knife, and all the violence of our land. Uh, it's amazing how, how false accusing we've become. Incontinent. That means lacking self-control. Good night. People don't know how to shut their mouth. No control. Well, I just have a naturally hot temper. Everybody's got one. Just because you keep the fuse right next to the, the, the candle doesn't mean yours is hotter than anybody else. You're just ready to pop off at any time. Fierce. That means people who love violence, people who love bloodshed. I'm going to say it. Be careful what you play that is violent. Yes, we are creating generation after generation of killers and people who have no feeling because all they do is play violence. Yes, Killing is not something to play. Amen. Yes, I have killed a lot of animals in hunting. I mean that a lot. Do you know I don't take that lightly? I've told my wife the day I pull the trigger and my heart doesn't race is the day I put the guns away and get rid of them. If I feel nothing when I've pulled the trigger, it's time to quit. Because then I've become a killer, not a hunter. Everybody doing okay? Say, well, preacher, I could do it. No, I don't feel anything. Do us a favor. Get rid of your guns and, and everything. You're a killer. You're not a hunter. You really feel something? Yeah, I really feel something. It's not pity, but the old heart starts racing. Shoot, I can kill a squirrel and my heart's going... Yeah, tree rat. But they're great, amen? It's one less to bother me in deer hunting. Now, wait a minute. Even a stupid little squirrel. Say, why? Because I take it serious. Uh despisers of those that are good. Look how hated good people are today. I'm going to make a statement here. Just because somebody's wealthy doesn't mean they're bad. Did you know a poor person never hired anybody? It takes people of wealth to hire you. It takes successful people to hire those and build businesses. Don't get upset because somebody has more money than you do. Get excited that they're willing to pay your salary. Boy, that's good stuff. Uh, traitors. That's people who are disloyal. Boy, there's no such thing as loyalty anymore. I got to hurry here. Heady. These are people who are moved by emotions. Everybody's emotion. Oh, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just so offended. You offend me. Well, bless God, get out of the way then. If I would have told my dad he offended me, he'd have done more than just offend me. He probably would have offended me. 
These are people that are moved by their emotions. Heady, or uh, high-minded. <laughs> this is our intelligentsia crowd. Everything's about education. They got more temperature than, or degrees than they have temperature. They puff themselves up. Education, 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 education. Let me ask you a question. Let's apply their principle to it. If education solves every problem, let's not get rid of guns. Let's bring them into the schools and teach kids how to use them the right way. Amen. Let's educate them. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, they don't want to educate in that. Can I tell you why? Because they don't want people trained to go against their government if the government oversteps their bounds. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. 750 billion dollars a year spent on pleasure in America every year. Three quarters of a trillion dollars is spent on pleasure. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Look at the churches in our area. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. All of these things point to our world in America in 2024. Now the sermon. That was the introduction. Look at verse... Six. I want you to follow the words very carefully with me. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah, that's Oprah. Second Timothy 3, 6, and 7 says that these influences are creeping into our houses. People can get all wound up, but we invited it in with the television. You can get all wound up, but you invited it in with internet and your telephone and your computer screens. Your children watch more violence in one year of their life than people in the 1940s saw during World War II on any medium. We are so prone to violence that we think violence is natural in America, and it is not. I'm going to make a statement here. You are only as good of a Christian as you are inside your own home. What has crept into your home and lives there today showing you that the end times are near? I'm not here pointing a finger. I read the list that God wrote. I defined the terms that he wrote there. What has the capacity of unlimited interest 
information and can meet most any desire. It's called the internet. What has the ability to give you information about anything you want? By the way, you don't even know if it's accurate information. Well, I use Google or I use Siri. Yeah, you trust something you can't even see and take it as gospel fact. I contend that the cyber world and the virtual world is the answer to all of this. I'm going to make a statement here. Hang on. We have too many people playing virtual games and living in a virtual world and they're upset in the real world because people don't live up and treat you the way you want to be treated like you live in your fantasy world. I'm not saying that computers and the internet are all evil and of the devil. But I will tell you this, it's more of the devil than it's not. Unlimited pornography, unlimited lies, unlimited violence, unlimited, you don't have to prove anything on age. So, well, this is rated for somebody that's over 18. You, you, yeah, but any, any kid can get around that. Yeah. See... <laughs> I do believe that the internet is a tool that will be used worldwide. That's why it's called the World Wide Web. Everybody doing okay? You say, well, is it bad to have the internet? I think it's bad to have the internet that's unregulated. Learn to regulate it. Let me assure you that all Christians get raptured before... The Antichrist sets up anything. But I wonder how many of you are letting your children participate in pre-Antichrist activity. I wonder how many of you are participating with the Antichrist right now because of what you play or do in your homes. Brother Anthony, got the coon in the tree. It's getting quiet again. I've got 15 minutes, and I've got two points. I can do it. Number one, the cyber world has opened our personal lives up to the whole world to where it's not private or personal anymore. Please don't get angry with me, but Facebook and social media has destroyed privacy in America. What's the stupid little things that you talk to in your house and it controls everything? Yeah, that thing. Alexa or whatever it is. I'm going to make a statement here. Anything that can hear you doing that hears every conversation and guides things. Some of you have smart televisions and it listens to your conversations and the things that come up as commercials are about what you just talked about. It ought to creep you out. Yep. The word cyber means skilled in steering, governing, or ruling. The very word cyber means they're trying to control and rule you with what they have. Don't get mad at me. Look it up. That's not... 
preacher's definition, that's the world's definition. The cyber world is trying to rule you, govern you, uh, steer you into what they want you to think. That's why Wikipedia is about worthless. You look up biblical terms in Wikipedia and think that you got the handle on God, and most of it's Catholic at best. Everybody doing okay? All right, hang on. Tech and toys and tech and tools now run and rule life for many. Most of you couldn't turn your phone off and leave it alone for seven days. I'm talking about everything but the phone portion. Social networking. Lord have mercy. Don't get mad at me. Some of you could, couldn't figure out how to schedule anything because you got to have to phone tell you when to do something. You're e-scheduling. I have a schedule book sitting on my desk. It tells me when to do what I do. I'm not late to my appointments, are you? Everybody doing all right? I don't want a stupid phone telling me when I'm supposed to do something. I'm supposed to have enough character to tell me when to do it, not rely on a stupid phone to tell me what to do. Okay, I'm having fun right now. I'm on an island all by myself. E-shopping. I'm not against using some things for, but there are people that refuse to leave their house and they do everything from their phone or their computer because they don't want to go out and they wonder why they can't get along with anybody. So I, I have a lot of knowledge. Okay, what's this? Siri, what's this mean? Everybody doing all right? You're too lazy to even type it in. You might think I'm crazy, but I've been using cell phones for a long time. Maybe once or twice a year, I'll use Siri. Maybe once a year. I refuse to use it. Everybody doing okay? Say, why, preacher? I'm supposed to be in control, not some stupid box. I don't want the box to tell me what to do. I want to tell it what to do. Everybody doing okay? Hang on, point number two is tougher. Uh, It used to be anybody that lived over 35 miles away was considered a long-distance telephone call. If you crossed county lines, you had to pay long-distance charges. How many of y'all remember that? Some of you. Yeah, buddy. You don't because you're too young, you little whippersnapper. Shoot, when I went to Bible college, I got to call home one, one, one time a week. And we had this little, it looked like a credit card. It was a phone card. At that time, I think it was Sprint that my mom and dad had. And it had about 19 or 20 numbers on it. 
and he had to put the phone number in, and then he had to hit all these numbers. And he'd get to about number 17 or 18, and somebody walked by and say, howdy, and what number was I on? <laughs> Hang up and try that again. Y'all remember? Or you had to call collect. Oh, my soul. I've done that many a time. Now, wait a minute. This generation doesn't even understand that. But we also, listen to this. We, weren't, we didn't have our nose stuck in everybody's business all over the country either. There was a day when you wrote letters. It wasn't sent by email. It was sent by snail mail. The, yeah, the post office, and it was affordable. I remember when stamps went up over, over up to 14 or 15 cents, and I thought the world was coming to an end. Good night. You can't even lick, lick the back of it for 15 cents anymore. Now, wait a minute. The, uh, in the summers when my wife were, was at home and we were dating and I was at college working, she'd go home for the summer. I'd write her every day and once a week I'd send the letters. Because she was home, sometimes she'd send me letters twice a week. Man, I was in tall cotton then. I got two in a week instead of just one. You know, email's nasty. I couldn't wait. I'd, I'd go to the post uh, the place where we got our mail at the college there, open it up, and I could smell her perfume and thinking, mm-hmm. She'd spray that old letter with her perfume. I'd put that thing under my pillar. She'd, Preacher, yeah, that was me. I was dumb in love, amen. Still am. Both dumb and in love. But when you look forward to a letter. Shoot, by the time you got it, it, the news was passed, but at least you found out what did happen. <laughs> Not long ago, I flew, and it was a couple-hour flight, and I saw people standing in line and parents telling their kids, you have to put your phone away, and you won't be able to use it till we get to where... You mean I have to put it away for that long? Good night. My kids didn't have a cell phone, and they grew up with them around, but I didn't give them one. When they graduated from high school and they could afford their own, they got theirs. I didn't pay for one. Sure. Dumbest thing in the world, send a kindergartner to school with a phone. <laughs> Sheesh. We have lost a lot of freedom due to the cyber world. Things that you need. Your taxes are now done on your phones and computers. Traffic cams, security cameras on streets. Advertisers are always watching and listening through your devices to find out what your appetites are. Everybody that has a cell phone or a newer car has a GPS, which means it's trackable. And you can't turn it off. And even if you can, they can remotely turn it on. Hate to disappoint you. <laughs> Discount cards to the grocery store, you know, the 
the Wise card and the Food Lion card, and all, that's all trackable. Everybody doing all right? And I'm not saying they're wrong to have, but I'm for saving money. Every email and text can be recovered somewhere. Every last one. Social media has opened up the world. You'd be surprised some of the images that are used around the world off of your Facebook accounts. Child pornography from your grandkids that they weren't part of, but they'll cut the pictures of their faces off and put it on another child for pornography. Be careful. Well, that wouldn't happen to mine. You don't know. Now they're talking about artificial intelligence. They have no intelligence of their own, so they need it artificially. Number two, number next. I'm not against the tools available, but I am against these tools ruling our lives. Do you hear what I say? I'm not, I have one. But I don't do a whole lot on that. I text, I talk, and I email things to Mrs. Barnes for the radio broadcast for her to put in some box that she dropped somewhere. I don't know what the stupid thing is. <laughs> Y'all think I'm kidding. I, after, after I hit send it to her, I don't give a flip what she drops it into. That's her problem, not mine. That's about all I do on my phone. I'm 56 years old. I've never played one game on my phone. What's the dude jigger? I mean, the with Candy Crush and Solitaire and all the other. I've never played one of those games on a phone. To me, a phone is a tool, not a toy. I'm not saying it's sinful. I'm just not doing it. Not one time, I mean not one time in all the phones I've had have I ever played a game on my phone. I don't have that much time. Everybody doing okay? Schools now want to go paperless to save the planet. And they want to give kids a, an iPad in kindergarten and it follows them throughout their schooling years. They're tracking everything your kids do. It's wicked as hell and they don't know how to read and write. Everybody doing okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Kids are going to get mad at me, and I don't give a flip. But children don't need phones. Children don't need iPads and laptops. I think it's dangerous. You say, preacher, you're old-fashioned. You can call me what you want, but I'm going to teach you how to keep your kids pure. Well, my kids know better. I've taught them. Give it a few years. We'll find out. They don't need an email account. Everybody doing okay? <laughs> You're only monitoring the name that you know they're using, but most kids have figured out they can use a different name and set up their own accounts and do what they want. Just so you know. You give me a child that spends 
more than an hour a week playing video games, I'll show you a child that's going to have discipline problems. I didn't say an hour a day, I said an hour a week. We've got adults that have discipline problems because they play games more than that. Got that coon in the tree, amen? (laughs) We have people that are more prone to playing than they are talking and fellowshipping with people. Just because you're in the same room playing the same game on on phones or whatever these goofy goggle things are for whatever. I've never done one of those things either and don't plan to. I've seen how people look doing that and I want nothing to do with that mess. And now you can play with people all around the country and all around the world and you can uh, make your own avatar and you can be what you... uh, Those are very dangerous things. You are teaching your child and you're teaching yourself to be something you are not. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. People need people. They don't need a game. You want to play a game? Get Sorry or get Skippo or get uh, Uno or play Dominoes or whatever. (laughs) Say, Preacher, yeah. That's called interacting with people. That's That's called having real fun. Not killing something on the screen. By the way, I think it's dangerous for adults to text or email minors. Just so you know, I don't text or email any minors. Never have, never will. Brother Scott, your daughters, they were teenagers. There's times I'd get a text from them because they were 16, 17, working. They'd say, preacher. And I would, I would either call or text Brother Scott or Miss Jamie and say, hey, one of the girls contacted me. And I'm not going to answer them. I'm going to answer you to answer them for me. Or they can call me on your phone. But here's what they asked me. Here's the answer. How should, should I handle it? See, but that's, I, I know what they were. But I'm still not going to talk to them that way. Everybody doing okay? Isn't that the way it should be? Huh. We've let it creep into our homes. Let me ask you a question. How about you go home, look around your house, and find out how much of the Antichrist you've let in? How much of the Antichrist have you allowed to influence your home? How do we know we're living in the last days? God told us what that list was. Go through that list in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and go home and clean it up. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I'm done. You can't take any more. But I wonder, I wonder what needs to be cleaned up in your life. Cleaned up at home. So, well, preacher, I got money. I, I'd rather you lose the money on it than lose your kids and lose your life and lose your purity. We need to have a revival of what we have allowed to creep into our homes. How much of the Antichrist has crept in?